Since we're talking about uh, legacy living, I thought it would be neat. Man, we're cramped in here. <clears throat> I feel like kum- I know, I feel like we need to sing kumbaya or something. Um, we're talking about legacy living. Mary, why don't we scoot you out a little bit because people over there can see. And William, or let's see, Rick, if you'll move that. There we go. But as we talk about legacy living, um, I want to read a passage of scripture that we, that we shared last week. And I think it's really appropriate for us. Um, and that passage of scripture, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, this is what he said, if any one of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. You guys never had to do that on your, in your decisions of, okay, God, do I really want to do this thing and go to Nicaragua or China? When you, when you were in that process of saying yes, what was going through your minds uh, as a couple? I mean, because it's not just a my decision, it's an our decision. What was going on in, in your two's minds at that time when you were... Nicaragua, not Nicaragua, go or stay, or what was happening? Well, my mother thinks that I've, I drug my sweet, wonderful wife to Nicaragua, but <laughs> when we decided to go on the mission field, we were actually in China, and we weren't even, we weren't even together. She was working human medical, and I was working with uh, uh, Korean, Chinese farmers, and both of us separately decided, you know, all of our lives have led up to this, and this is where God wants me to be. He wants me to be doing this. Uh, so in the sense that deciding that's what we wanted to do, that part came about separately, and then I guess we, uh, we talked about it, and we got ready uh, we went back to the States and we talked and said, well, you know, I guess we're like everybody say, uh, maybe God will give us a sign. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's usually a sign. It's usually one of those signs that's sort of like, that's not going to happen. You, uh, know. you know, well, actually, we could not get back into China at that time. That's uh, a pretty good sign. But the first, the first sermon when we went back to our home church was uh, a young pastor that was there and he said, uh, you know, everybody's looking for a sign. <laughs> and so I'm going, oh, I guess he heard about me. And he, he held up the Bible. He said, here's your sign. And hmm. it was. And, you know, it was a lot of things were blocked for us going back to China. And then when, when we did visit Nicaragua, things then just snowballed. Then you couldn't stop it. It was just one thing after another. Wow. Mary, what's been one of the most exciting parts of being, of, of, of leaving the States, which has been your home, and going to a place and a culture that you didn't understand, what's been some of the greatest challenges for you guys as a couple, specifically as a, as a spouse, as a, as a wife? I would say, and probably more recently, just finding my place. Um, I had worked for 30 years, more or less, as a nurse, um, most of it in a doctor's office, just with one doctor. And then we come here, and, or come to Nicaragua. I don't know the language. Um, trying to find just what we were gonna be doing, and I realized I wasn't gonna be in another nurse capacity. And finding my place and really submitting to God, what do you want me to be doing here? Um, I didn't have my girlfriends, and that's, 
that's a really, really hard thing is just to not have that same girlfriend situation. And um, Well, that's been really tough because um, those friendships that you guys had that you, that you left, but you've been able to develop. Um, you guys have an, an Americanized church that you attend and that you guys have a fellowship. You ladies have a fellowship. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, we go to a church that's called International Christian Fellowship. Um, and it's from English, for English speakers from anywhere around the world. We have people from New Zealand, a lot of people from Canada, some from Germany, uh, Korean, a lot of different people. But the common thread there is, well, two common threads, really. One is everybody is there to worship God. Everybody pretty well loves God with everything they've got and have given up the conveniences and the ease of life to go to Nicaragua and probably 95% of the people there are missionaries. Um, so you've got a really strong Christian fellowship, but we also all speak English. Mm. And there's just a common language, um, I think, that women speak, just needing relationships with other women. We've got our husbands and they're great support and they're wonderful, but sometimes you need just a little bit more. <laughs> And you guys just got through with the women's, y'all did a retreat like last month, a couple of months ago where some of the ladies got together. You've got a, a weekly, a monthly gathering of women. Monthly. It's a monthly. Every month we have what we call a ladies tea, although we don't drink tea, we drink coffee. But <laughs> um, And then every year we do have a ladies retreat yeah. for um, two and a half days, I guess. Now, how did you guys meet William? Now, I had the privilege of meeting William my first trip over and we've aggravated each other ever since and he's a little bit uncomfortable today because you're afraid that you may mess up in your English but you're going to do just fine no he's really afraid you go reach over and kiss him again I know <laughs> <clears throat> this that's was that's why I didn't want to sit by you <laughs> it's a man thing it's okay buddy um but anyway uh, how did you guys meet William and what has William meant to you in your tenure there uh, actually, we, we met William through uh, another couple of American missionaries that William was doing a lot of work with them. And then uh, we met him, and he started helping us a little bit, and I guess we, we've stolen him away. Uh, Mary likes to call him the son she never, never wanted or never wished she had. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, if you get to know William, then he's going to become a part of you. He, he's just, he's our family in Nicaragua. Uh, hmm. You know, it's, he's, he's probably as much like a, a son as he could be to anything else, but then he's just a great Christian. So he fit in well with us when we got there, and he's become more and more part of us uh, and what we do. And the biggest thing... At this point, of course, he's he is he's he's part of us. He, you know, he probably lives with with me as much as he does with his own family because we travel and he goes with me. The other big thing is he is the the future of most of the of probably all the things we do in Nicaragua. He's gonna one day he'll be the one that carries whatever we're doing forward. He's the legacy. Yeah. He's part of that legacy living, and I think that's one of the things that we want to bring about, that every one of us are going to leave a legacy. 
And that legacy that we leave will be the legacy that we're presently living. And it's neat to be able to see a couple of generations on the stage here realizing that our impact in Nicaragua is much larger than what's happening right now at the rehab or what's happening down at, uh, at the training center or, you know, but, but it's an ongoing thing. Um, let's demonstrate something. How many of you guys have ever heard um, a translated service? Anybody ever heard a translated service? So a couple of you people have heard a translated service. Let's, let's you and I, uh, off the cuff, we can do that, okay? Um, grab the microphone. It's on. We're ready. Uh, good morning. Buenos dias. Uh, my name is Sydney. Mi nombre es William. Uh, it's ex- <laughs> Sydney. It's exciting to be able to be with you today. Es emocionante estar con ustedes hoy. I bring you greetings from America. Traigo saludos de Norteamérica. I have nothing to share. No tengo nada que compartir. Except for my love for Jesus. Por el amor a Jesús. And that's why I'm here today. Y eso por eso estoy aquí hoy. Can you imagine doing this for 30 to 45 minutes and you're like trying your brain, especially if you have ADD like I, you're trying to catch up in your... <laughs> um, William, what has your relationship, what is the relationship that you've had with Rick and Mary? What has it meant to you as a Nicaraguan? Don't worry about messing up. Well, first, uh, thank you for the opportunity. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of uh, things together. When I think about the Irvings and the work we do, um, but it's very special things, very special things and new experiences. I'm, uh, I always say that I've known more of Nicaragua through this work, and uh, that really, really, I really like that because I ignore a lot of my own country, and and. I mean, I, I just feel comfortable. It's just a perfect job. It's just a perfect mission God is putting in my hand, I think. And I wish I could uh, keep accomplishing it. It's, it's, and you have to know that William is like a national figure. Wherever we go, uh, we always, there's always these people that are attracted to us. Uh, Brian, when we're out in the middle of nowhere and William steps out of the truck and everybody, not just, you know, all, the girls, they just sort of run to him. And <laughs> we, it doesn't matter where you are, somebody knows William or William knows somebody. And, um, but I've also watched that you're very protective of Dr. Rick and Miss Mary. When we're, wherever we are, you're very protective. You're always watching. When we were in St. Andreas, um, and when we were with the Mayama people, you were always watching and listening. Why is that? Well, I, I just uh, see uh, Dr. Rick and uh, Miss Mary as my own family. Mm-hmm. And I feel committed to, from the very beginning, 10 years ago, I started uh, translating and working for mission teams in Nicaragua. And I felt like, okay, if I be in another country, I'd like to have somebody friendly be around me, trying to protect me from saying something wrong or getting uh, some physical, I would say, um, mistreatment. So it's just the f- same way I feel in Nicaragua. I feel like even though they've been living down there for so many years, I, I still feel like committed to, to protect them 
and protect uh, anybody from, from, from America to while, while they're down there. I mean, it's always better. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel more protected, like right now, if uh, somebody will stay around and just help me out. You know, you go back, the trip that we took down the river um, in search of the Mayama people and the Mesquite, that's, that was your first time down the river, right? It was. Yeah. Yes. What, <laughs> what, what was your what was your thoughts thoughts about that? Well, I uh, studied in elementary school. I uh, I learned about the mosquitoes and mayagnas and the uh, Rio Coco River, and it was not until I don't know how many years later I finally got to see my own people over there, and I understand why. I mean, it's a long way, and yes, definitely. I mean, it's, an, it's like a new country. It's another country for me. It's another culture. It's another, and, and I'm like, I don't know who's gonna protect who here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, all, all I could do was again try to build up relationship, friendship with the locals. It's always a good idea. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, definitely. But I will go back and to your question and say. Like Ray was sharing yesterday, my first thought was after 12 hours down the river, all I could think about was we need to go back, and that's gonna be more hours going up the river. And I always, I was always concerned about okay, I'm the youngest. I mean, I'm 29 right now, but I think yeah, I was the youngest on that uh, team, and I was hurt, and and I, and I was like. I can't imagine how they are. <laughs> oh my goodness. What did you think when they put the guards with us? When, they, when, they, when the two guards got in the boat with us and followed us? What was on your mind? Remember the two police? Yeah, I felt more comfortable. You know? <laughs> For their previous experience. Day before, with the uh, community, just a little bit uh, different. Yeah, it was. So do you do you think there's a future ministry there, in that area with those people? Well, there has to be one, and it don't matter what what's gonna what's gonna take us. But my idea is just start surrounding them so we don't go straight to them. That's right. I mean, really, that's like surrounding them, and so the world will be spread out slowly. Hopefully we have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you know, I watched you guys, and I had a conversation with the kids yesterday. We waste a lot. And it's got to be really hard transitioning here for a few weeks because this is totally different than what you're used to. And it just sort of grieves. There's got to be part of a grieving. That goes on. Because of the lack of resources. And the resources that could be used. See our God doesn't lack resources. He lacks open hands. And we in America are so wasteful. And we're so privileged. And we don't realize how blessed we are. Is there anything you want to say in reference to that? I mean, there's nothing wrong with having. It's not, a, not, a, not at all. And the, 
the Bells have been so gracious to open their home for you guys to be there this week. But there has to be somewhat a culture shock coming back into this culture, leaving for where you are. But is there anything you want to say about that? Mary? Anybody? Rick? William? <clears throat> Might even be you. Rick wants to say something. I, I think we'd only been here maybe less than 24 hours and we went shopping and one of the first things Mary said when we went out shopping was she told William said I'm ready to go home and William said you mean back to Paul's house the friend we were staying with in Orlando William said no I mean home home and it, it's it's unusual and I never thought that it would happen to us. We heard about it before. Went on the field, and you. But you come home, or come back to the states, and it's, even with us, and it's, it has to be worse with William. We come back, and it's you're just overwhelmed. Uh, there are times I'll come back and know I'm gonna. I need to go to Best Buy to pick up, you know, some kind of USB uh, or some kind of other electronics. And I'll go a lot of times and never buy what I went, what I was going to look for, and just go in and just kind of. I think I'll just go back home, go back to the house. Uh, you know, you walk into grocery stores, and we're used to grocery stores sometimes having nothing. But if you're lucky, they'll have Thousand Island salad dressing, and that's the salad dressing aisle. You know, and you're lucky if it has that. And then we come to you come to the states, and there'll be, you know, a thirty-foot aisle with salad dressings. So it, sometimes you're overwhelmed with that. I get overwhelmed with traffic, and we have terrible traffic in, in most of Nicaragua. But it's totally different. Uh, it's like most of life in in the U.S. Everything's so fast. Uh, we sit down to have a meeting here. Generally, we have an agenda. And we have a time limit, uh, whereas I've gotten used to, and I know William is, and Mary is used to it. You come in, and if you, even if you're having a meeting and it has a, a point for the meeting, you sit and you share with one another. You talk about your family. You talk about their family. Uh, hmm. It's just life in Nicaragua has more of a, a relaxed atmosphere. It has a more one-on-one loving on each other or mm -hmm. just appreciating each other as, as people. Families are tighter. Uh, you just, it's just a different feel. William uh, asked me, he said, when you go to other countries, do you always feel like there's something almost in the air? It's something different about, about people. There are a lot of things the same, but there is, there's a, when you get off the air, airplane, it's different from that moment on. It's just, I don't know how to explain it. And you, but the, the thing is, is that you don't have to go to Nicaragua to be on mission. No. We it's, should be on mission 24-7, yeah. not just. Yeah, it's, you know, a lot of people that come to Nicaragua for one time, you know, and I like to tell them, the biggest thing that I think you can get out of coming to Nicaragua 
is maybe being stepping out of the boat, being out of your comfort zone, and once you do that and think and find out that you can do it, then you're a little more easy when you're back in the states to do it. But no, I mean missions is to me is not who you go to, who you go see. Missions is a way of life. Uh, we've we've been told live among the people and share your life, and that's that's missions. Sharing your life on a daily minute-by-minute minute basis is, to me, is what missions is about. Um, that's what we look for in Nicaragua. We use medicine, we use veterinary medicine, we use uh, sustainable agriculture, we use lots of tools, but all of them really go back to this is, this is kind of the bait. When you come to this, what I really want you to do is, is finally come up and say, well, why in the world will you, why are you here? Why are you giving up things to be here? You know, all the others are just tools to form relationships, to form, you know, uh, communication with people. And it's, sometimes it's slow, but most people in Nicaragua and in any other situation realize why you're, why you're there eventually. I love this statement. This is written, um, two statements. Kirk. Carve your name on hearts, not tombstones. A legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. Max Lucado said, outlive your life. Outlive your life. <clears throat> and I think you guys are doing that. In the song that we had sang earlier, the, the words were this, the treasures that I hold in my hands don't satisfy my soul. Um... Thank you guys for what you're doing and the influence that you're having uh, in the lives of people, for coming and allowing us the opportunity, the privilege to be able to, long, to walk alongside of you and be your partners in, in faith. And many people here may never go into Nicaragua, but we have an opportunity to have an, an impact through loving and praying and walking alongside of you. Um, but I think you challenge us today that what we're living for is not our own glory but to bring him glory and that's our reward that's that's our reward and that's really our challenge today um nicaragua great yes fruitland park yes and lady lake yes and wildwood yes and the villages yes and leesburg yes because as as of right now this is our nicaragua and just as Rick and Mary have gone, we are to go here while we're here. Wherever we are, we're to, we're to have an influence and to have an impact. See, your place of business is just like the people, the Mayama people. Uh, it's just like the Mesquite people or the people that they're working with. We are all missionaries on mission. We all are missionaries. And so the challenge for us today is to live, to 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 legacy living is about us being on mission. We're just privileged to have these guys with us today. But in closing out, um, um, I thought it would be neat for us to be able to pray over you and to bless you today. And um, as I was thinking, we can't have everybody 
surrounding them. But if you really sense, or you've been to Nicaragua already, but if you would like to be part of just coming and laying on hands, I'm going to ask if you guys, let's put these mics, just if you guys will be right down here at front. And uh, <clears throat> if you want to come forward and just lay, lay, lay hands on them while they stand here in a circle down on the floor, just as a show of support, saying we're praying for you and just as an extension of heritage, would you come right now and join us as we pray over, over this, this missionary team? Some of you may be uh, saying, I want to go to Nicaragua. I want to be part of the medical team. I want to be part. Dr. Rick and Mary and William, that's only part of what we do. We also have water teams and things will be continuing to expand. Um, but we'll be talking about that a little bit later. You guys can just reach in and lay hands on them. And, and uh, I just want to pray over them today. Father, what a great day it is that we have a privilege of being your hands and feet. Not only beyond the walls of Fruitland Park, but beyond the walls internationally into Nicaragua. And that as a church, we have a vision of, of living out a legacy of faith that, that continues on generation after generation. And Lord, we're here because we want to just we want to give thanks for Rick and Mary and William and the work that they're doing. And God, what I'm, what I'm asking for is, is in the days ahead, you would keep them safe from harm. And Lord, that you would bless them so much in the trials and tribulations that they face, God, that they would, they would, they would have strong strength to persevere in their faith. There are going to be times of trouble. I know that. We have times of trouble. But we learn, we've learned and we'll continue to learn that when we're, when we're anchored in to, to the hope of Jesus Christ, we don't have to be afraid. Father, I pray for them as a missionary couple. I pray for their endeavors. I pray for their travels. I pray for their finances. I pray for their resources. These are simple people that are here, not for their glory, but for your glory. And in that, God, I pray that they would sense so much of a, of a strong just a, a strong sense of, of your presence and of, and of accomplishment. That their treasures wouldn't be something that they hold in their hand, but it's the lives that are changed because of the influence of the gospel. I pray that you'll continue to open up doors for us in the days ahead that will, that will just multiply the influence of the gospel. That we're not there in that country to, 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 to build another church, but we're there in that country uh, to, to be the church, to walk alongside and to demonstrate Christ-likeness to those that we come in contact with. We are your hands and your feet. And for William, what a blessing he is, God. I, I, I so much pray over him today and his family. God, that you would continue to use him. Thank you for his faithfulness to, to this couple and, and to, the, to the gospel itself. Father, I pray that while he's here in the States that he would be a great teacher to us and that we would learn much from him. I pray that he'll sense our warmness. That's what I pray. Father, in the days ahead, I pray that you'll give us a greater vision, uh, not just corporately, but individually. We're only as strong corporately as a church as we are individually as accepting the call to be on mission daily. I pray that we would see our homes, and I pray that we would see our our communities and our, and our places of work and the places of play as places of ministry and that you've called us out to be on mission daily. If change is going to take place, it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost me, 
is the scripture says, letting go of that which I possess for the sake of the gospel. And Jesus said it, I didn't say it, that whoever does, does that will gain life. Thank you, Father, for hearing us today, and I pray for this couple. Many blessings on them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for, for being here today. Um, again, we'll talk more about Nicaragua, but today isn't just about Nicaragua. Today is, is about being on mission. And so today, I send you out to be on mission for Jesus. Blessings. Blessings.